Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today um, I'm here, I'm Tanya Ryan, and I'm here with my good friend, Jillian White, who has agreed to come and see me again. Thanks, Jillian. Yay. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, it was your, uh, the sound episode was really, really well received. So thanks so much for doing that. And, um, I personally took so much away from it and it was very inspiring because you just had made some recommendations on things that you could do and ways you could celebrate. And I took them all. Um, we didn't end up having like a big dinner. Um, well, I mean, kind of, I guess with Thanksgiving, but, I wanted to do like a Yule dinner, but of course things just got sort of shuffled around, but I did put up a, like an altar with our, with people that have passed on and, um, and did like some of the things that you suggested. So that was really, really fun. And so thank you. So this is very selfish. Basically you being here <laughs> as advantageous as it is, uh, for everyone that listens to this podcast, I, <laughs> I am so thankful you're here for my own <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> Well, I'm just grateful anyone actually wants to listen to me because in my household, no one wants to listen to me. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? I was actually yeah, thinking I know. about that the other day. How, like, did you ever have that as a kid where um, your parents, okay, here's my exact example. Actually, my dad showed me this band. He's like, this is a really good band. And I was like, yeah, dad. Okay, whatever. Cause like, he's my dad. And then someone else showed me the band, like out of a totally separate context. And I was like, this is the best band ever. (laughs) I love that because I'm experiencing that right now with my son. He's getting all these new records now because record players are the thing, um, vinyls. And he bought Nine Inch Nails. He loves it. He's like, oh, have you heard of this band? I'm like, are you kidding me? I used to play this for you. I know. Can you believe it? Nine Inch Nails. And then there was another one. I think it was Platinum Blonde or something. And then, of course, it's never for me. No, I'm not heard. <laughs> I, I, it's part of the that like I, I creation of identity, right? Like the kids will go through. I think they actually go through it. Like even my kid's only 18 months old. And I even notice him going through little spurts of like, no, no, I'm my own person. You know, no, no, I don't just do things because that's the way we do things. Like, I just think, I just think it's so funny. And so that to me is just another indicator of, of how we have to start. I I noticed it with my niece too. My niece thinks I'm cool. I think it's, (laughs) I think it's because I'm on YouTube or something. And then young people equate that to like, well, Taylor Swift has YouTube and Auntie Tanya has YouTube. So pretty much that's the same. (laughs) But then they always cycle back to the parents' wisdom. Now I'm like, my mama knows everything where I, when I was younger, she knew nothing. (laughs) It's well, it's true. Right. But I feel like, yeah, it's, but you have to come to that on your own human terms versus like it being an imposition or like a, well, I know all because I'm the parent. And, and then we, as parents just get to go through the discomfort of our kids being like, no, that's stupid until someone else says it. <laughs> right? But yeah, it's just fascinating with everything. And so this is how I live my life is following the seasons, which is all cyclical. It's a wheel. Mm-hmm. And we always spiral back. And here we are, you know, as an adult now, I spiral back to my mom's wisdom that she she 
shared with me when I was younger, but I was in that space to receive it. So now that I'm in a different space, I circle back and I'm like, oh, now I'm in the space of receiving. So everything circles back. (laughs) Totally. I love that. So, okay. So speaking of cycles and seasons, we are entering the Yule season. And actually, I just learned it's Ewell, like, like an, a, like a, an ew, an ew, what is it? Anyways, I, I read on some words, ool, and I've never pronounced it ool. Do you say ewell or do you say ool? I've always pronounced it ewell, and I know I butcher a lot of names. And from what I know, like it's a Norse and pagan celebration, and the word ewell, I think it was ewell, like you're saying it, like an L U L kind of thing, yeah. which means wheel. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> so, Last time we talked, um, and this was actually something I was so interested in in creating a dialogue around with was you were talking about how Yule is supposed to be this time. It's the winter, like it's the winter season. We're supposed to be kind of darkening and going inward and and quieting. And then, but just the way that we have like kind of commercialized the season, it tends to kind of blow up. So I would love to hear more about your thoughts or experiences on on that kind of like um juxtaposition or um, sure. walking, uh, walking with the seasons. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so I'm definitely no expert or his- historian and there's countless stories and folklore across all the pagan and Norse traditions and Celtic traditions. And so I, I listen to the stories, pick what resonates for me and go with that. But for me, it's always about what are the seasons doing? So Yule is one of the four solar festivals of the year. Um, so there is spring equinox, which is Ostra. There is summer solstice, which is midsummer, um, Litha. And fall equinox, which is Maybon. And then now we're in winter solstice, which is Yule, or sometimes it's called midwinter. And it's about celebrating the return of the sun. So it's about the return of the light and uh, hope. It's hope because they've been in such a dark season, right? So you think about our old ones and the ancient, our ancestors, and they didn't have TV or or Netflix or any of those TikTok to keep them entertained. Uh, They had what was happening outside and especially in the planets and, and nature, but also that was their livelihood. This is how they survived. So when the sun disappeared, oh my goodness, this is a scary thing. And is the sun going to come back? So they created this festival on these, on the different seasons and the sun's position in the sky kind of thing. Um, But what was the question? I'm going off again. (laughs) I'm like a squirrel. (laughs) No, that's great. Cause actually it's still like, it's still, um, okay. So, so, cause uh, what I was going to get you to talk about is like how we tend to blow up this time of year. We start to like kind of be doing more as opposed to be doing less. And and instead of going in and quieting, we're kind of like blowing things up. So, but that even speaks to what you just said about how they didn't have TVs and they didn't have Netflix and they didn't have all this stuff. That's actually kind of almost like in interrupting. I don't know if that's me. That sounds like a negative connotation, but it's interrupting that like darkness. And so I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but, um, but yeah, I, I guess I just wonder if there's any dynamic, I guess, to their, to us having the society impact of everything kind of getting louder and bigger when kind of cyclically and seasonally in theory, we should be kind of going inward. Right. You're right. It does affect us. And this is why, so I find a lot of people 
have um, bouts of depression during this time, um, sickness, who doesn't get sick at this time of year because we're too busy. So electricity and all these wonderful modern conveniences. So if you're looking at energy wise, so I'm a feng shui teacher, electric electricity is a fire energy. Right now we're going in our darker season, which is supposed to be more of a um, a yin, a softer, quieter energy, not yang, which is that fire energy. So we're supposed to be quieting down, not speeding up. So that that fire energy can create static noise and we're supposed to go within. So winter for me has a very womb-like energy. It's a time to nurture, to envision those dream seeds quiet and hear yourself. You can't hear yourself with all this noise and you have the lights on and you, you don't go to sleep and you go to sleep with the TV static noise going on. No, we're supposed to pause, go reflect, um, get creative, like, you know, soft, quiet activities that you use with your hands, <laughs> like knitting. I don't know. <laughs> I like to needle felt. Um, and I like to just learn what have I done? What do I do well? And what haven't I not done well and let it go, you know, but um, yeah, it does affect us. We, we are not following what nature's doing. We're doing the opposite. So we're always in a space of resistance. We're swimming against the tides of the river. <clears throat> so, I mean, you've mentioned a couple of things, but do you have anything like if someone's like, okay, I notice that this time of year I do get really burnt out or I get sick or I, I just um, like even my mood is not maybe regulated to me. These would all be like signs that we're like living outside of that um, rhythm. So would you have anything like other than what you've already mentioned specific or like a ritual or a ceremony or just habits that someone could do in order to be more in alignment with the season and the theme of what this time is kind of quote unquote supposed to be. Well, you know, in the end, this is the life we do live. We do live in a modern world and we are going to be busy. So, but even just accepting that, but also weaving in an intention space of quiet time. So instead of saying yes to three activities, like three um, parties, say no to two and only doing one. You know, for me, everything is about intention. What are you intending? Intend some time where it's family time, where you weave in stories. Like, let's just sit by the fire because it is about telling stories. That's what they used to do. Sit around the fire, share songs like you in your beautiful voice and, um, and sharing stories. So weave time in the evening with your family and loved ones where you just read stories together or play little games by the candlelight have a bunch of candles around turn off the noise of the electricity and go inward and doing things that our old ones would have done bake together have fun make a mess um yeah just weaving that time in scheduling it in and putting in your calendar that will make a huge difference because there's no small act I love that. So the other thing I love that you've said, because my brain is kind of like taking all this in and I'm like percolating with it is, um, I don't know if you've noticed this thematically with our species, um, but it's something I've run into with, because um, I use winter as a metaphor a lot, like when someone's entering a winter season of their life, like when things are going quiet or when things are going more introspective. Um, and oftentimes this is when I'm getting someone in for a reading, right? And usually in this reading, I am comforting them in some way. And so what I, what I basically notice is that when people go into a winter season of their life, again, literally or, or figuratively, um, that there is um, some disease or some fear, there's some 
like hesitation to go into that. And what I love that you just given me like even more context for that is that like, of, of course there is, because we have like these, you know, generational memories in our bodies and wintertime was more scary at, just for survival purposes, like the, right. in the real humanness body way versus now winter seasons are more metaphorical. So your body is not actually under threat, but you actually might perceive it to be so. So I wonder if like, that's something else to just consider consciously as we go into like this darker time is that there is that history of there being that fear of like, um, lack because hopefully we had a big enough harvest to get us through this winter season. Hopefully we have enough food. Hopefully we have enough firewood. Hopefully we have all this stuff. Um, and there would always probably be a little bit of trepidation or precariousness around that because you don't know until the the season's over because how cold is the winter going to be? How long is the winter going to be? And all this stuff. Um, and I feel like that energy in and of itself, all that questioning is again, often when I see people coming in, um, again, more figuratively speaking, but coming in questioning certain aspects of things that are going on in their life. So I feel like that's such an opportunity to, to like consider that just go, Oh, that's why things feel scary or icky or uncertain is because I am going into this metaphoric season. And again, whether it's literal or not, um, Mm -hmm. I just think that's such a cool, like a a very cool parallel and and an analogy. Like, so it's a real thing that happened, but it's also like a really great analogy to move into um, if you're struggling with any of that energy, that winter energy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's brilliant. You're right. And we we live with cellular memories of our ancestors. A lot of people talk about past lives, but it's a lot closer than that. Is you're reliving those feelings of what your ancestors lived. They're they're imprinted within your soul. And darkness represents death. What do we fear in in Western culture is death, but death isn't always something to be feared. It's about rebirth. It's the same thing. So we don't like change. <laughs> so darkness may, makes us face our fears, right? And face change. As human beings, we like to stay the same, but what is nature? Nothing stays the same. It's always moving. Um, so yeah, the quicker we we accept change and, and death and, <laughs> and celebrate the movement of the return. Yeah. Things just flow a lot easier. I find, I don't know. So good. It's great work. Yeah. Okay. So last year, cause I was, I was just getting into kind of integrating some of these cycles and celebrations a little more literally into my home life. And, um, like we talked about last time you were here, I talked about how I just did like a little bit for Samhain last year. I did a little bit more for Samhain this year. And same thing with Yule. Like I, I made some intentional, I, I had a Yule tree last year. It was very exciting. So we had a Christmas tree and then we had my witchy Yule tree. I was very spoiled. I got two trees and it was awesome. Um, and that was really fun. I decorated it with things that I made, things I found in nature. Um, I did little like I don't know what those glass, like they weren't glass, they were plastic ornaments, but I filled them with oh, like, like witch balls. Charms. Yes, witch balls. Uh, Thank you. I love it. <laughs> and um, it was so fun. And so uh, the other thing I got my husband to do was to save me a Yule log. So it's supposed to be, or my understanding is, it's supposed to be the bottom, like this tree stump, like of your tree. 
Um, so you can do this with just a Christmas tree. It doesn't have to be a Yule tree specifically, but, um, but yeah, I got him to saw off. So I have a Yule log now for this year. Love it. And I'm so excited. So do you have any suggestions for what I can do with my Yule log? Well, it's an ancient tradition. Um, so it's a phallic symbol. Oh, <laughs> nice. Fertility. Well, you know, you think about the old ones, ancient ones, that's what they celebrated, like the male symbolism of, you know, woo, the seed of life <laughs> and then the womb space, like Mother Earth, right? And you know, you want the phallic that's penetrate mother earth. So, <laughs> but one of the traditions they would I don't have, you will, you looking up here, guys, like this is me, <laughs> this darkness isn't such a bad thing. It's kind of, they had some wild parties that, you know, they would actually, I, one of the stories is that they would have the Yule log and have it burning for 12 days. So starting on Yule, which is this year falls on um, the 21st, which is the Tuesday and they would burn it for 20 or for 12 days. So it would end on what we know as new year's Eve. And um, of course there would be animal sacrifices and (laughs) human sacrifices, but you don't have to do that to bring luck to your family. (laughs) So what you would do, you would decorate your Yule log with greenery, anything that just symbolizes winter for you, wherever you live. Of course, in Southern Hemisphere, they're celebrating uh, midsummer right now. But for us, Northern um, Hemisphere, it's Yule. So you would decorate with even like oranges. You know, you make those, um, oh, I'm forgetting the name where you do the little nubs on the oranges. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Palmanders, Palman. Oh, I cannot pronounce it. But anyway, I can see it in my head, but I, I definitely don't know. I didn't even know they had a name. Cinnamon. You can drill three holes. This is what I've done. And I've actually sprinkled different spices like ginger and cinnamon in the holes. And I place my candles. So I'll have one candle representing the male energy and God. And then I'll have a female energy, the goddess. And then I'd have the center for spirit kind of thing and light those candles. And then after we'd have a big fire and we'd, you know, tell stories or sometimes we would, I would wrap it with ribbons and then I'd have the kids or myself or whoever, some circles that I have write down wishes and dreams and they tie it to the log. And then when you're having that fire, you know, you're symbolizing the light returning. And um, also you would save some of the ashes from this year. So that's how you, and you carry it. You put in a little pouch, you're carrying that protection throughout the year. And then you would put that in the fire for next year, for next year's evil. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it just represents, again, everything's about returning into the light. It's a fire festival. Like all of the other four, (laughs) everything is around the fire. (laughs) Love that. We got to integrate the elements. Right. Um, So is there anything specific that you or your family do this time of year? Is there anything that you do to kind of integrate Yule specifically? Like, and again, this is me being naive and assuming you are celebrating, you know, Christmas, Hanukkah, or, you know, one of the other more mainstream is, are they considered mainstream? (laughs) What is the appropriate word to call Christmas? But um, but is there anything, yeah, is there anything you do specifically to set aside for your Yule celebration? Well, most of my celebrations are in circle. I've been holding women's circles for years. I've been part of many different even covens. And so my that's when I get to celebrate with my family. We're usually more traditional and do celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I just participate with a smile on my face. <laughs> But my kids, they always, they are always very helpful in creating this 
you know, helping me set up and we do the Yule log together. Um, I love doing wash sailing, which is like caroling. And I've done that in circles. So you, it's like drinking a cider, warm apple cider, and it's a Yuletide drink. And they would do mummering, serve like, serve during Samhain. You go around home to home and <laughs> sing a song for a few pennies or so. But also another tradition, and we've done that here actually, which is so fun. You go around, you soak a piece of bread in your um, your wassail drink kind of thing per se. And I know I'm butchering the word, but anyways, <laughs> you soak the bread, which we've done. And then you go around to apple tree to apple tree and you knock on the tree um, for good harvest and thumb, um, good for good harvest to come. And then you place those soaked pieces of bread as offering on the tree. So if you have apple trees, you could do that. That's an old tradition. That is fun. Um, just decorating. Like I love doing crafts, right? Like the Yule log is what we do for sure. I love storytelling. We do that and singing by the fire. That's another one. The Advent wreath ritual. I'm over talking. Tell you can stop me anytime. <laughs> oh, you're, this is wonderful. Please continue. The Advent wreath ritual is one I do every year. So this is usually done this like be way like four Sundays before Yule befalls. So you would get a wreath or you make a wreath of greenery, like in a circle representing the wheel. You would have five candles. So four on the outside, sort of like the spokes of the wheel representing the four solar festivals or the four elements. And the center candle is um, one of spirit. So the first Sunday before the before Yule, so that's four weeks before, you light the center candle honoring spirit, and then you light the next candle representing air. And you just reflect and tell stories or whatever you wanted to do, and then you let them burn out or you blow them out or snuff them out. Some witches don't like blowing out their spells. And then the following week, you would light the spirit, then the air, and then um, fire. And then you just do that for the four weeks until they're all lit kind of oh, thing. So that's cool. another beautiful tradition. And I've done that one for quite a while. Oh, I really like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if I'm keen to join your, like, do you have a Yule circle this, this season? Like, do you have something planned? And then like, let's like, give me the deets. Cause I would love for people to be able to come and hang out with you if they're keen to get, bring Yule into their life this year. <laughs> well, I would love for people to join me. I, I, you know, I think because I've been doing this so long, I really have to advertise my fill up. <laughs> So, well, all right then. <laughs> Never mind, everyone. You're too late. <laughs> However, I do have a free. I did a Yule ritual online just for fun for my sister group and whoever wanted to join in. And I have that as an offering. And if you go look at my newsletter, and you can do that ritual. I just have it on there for people to do on their own time. And that's where you make the orange pomander. That's what it's called. <laughs> there we go. Um, what's your website again? Oh, oh my goodness. Those are the hard questions. Um, <laughs> it's Jillian and with the little line, is that a hyphen? Jillian White. Jillian-White? Yeah, .com. Dot yeah. Com. Okay, perfect. Okay, so then we can sign up for your newsletter and then we can follow what you're doing and maybe get in on the circles a little earlier and yeah. not miss out so <laughs> we don't have, you know, witchy FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> And then you started your own podcast not long ago. Well, I did. You know, I'm 
spirit always guides me in weird ways and I'm always resistant and I've been told many times <laughs> and I'm trying to learn to do more things online being that that seems the way that we're going. So I did start one. So what short. is what is your podcast called? It's called Weaving Soul Magic. And for me, I love weaving magic into everything I do. And, um, and then I love working with soul energy because yeah, it always comes back to what is your soul? What is your soul speaking to you? So weaving soul magic. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, we, we now know, so make sure you go find Jillian's podcast oh, on nice. your you. favorite app provider. I'm assuming you kind of have it everywhere, right? It's not on a specific. I think so. I'm new at this. So <laughs> there somewhere. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll, I'll go up and I'll make sure it's on at least the main providers. And then if, if there's any hiccups, I'll just come and I'll help you troubleshoot it. Cause Thank that was you. actually, I found the hardest thing about our podcast was you had to go to each provider. I'm now just talking about nonsense here, but you had to go to each provider individually. Like there wasn't like one spot that could just like send no, it out to all of them. They do it for you. No, they don't. And I'm still learning and growing. So any insight is welcomed. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. Well, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun and I love the ideas and the inspirations and even just the visual visualizations that I have from like just talking about the history of it. I always enjoy talking to you. So maybe we'll have to do it as a quarterly thing. Like every solstice equinox, we're going to have a chat and we'll. I would love that. I just appreciate anyone who's willing to listen to me me and my rambling. So thank you for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Spiritual Boss Podcast. Um, We really, really appreciate you listening. And um, if you have any feedback, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, suggestions for episodes, we really, really love to hear from people. It actually makes us feel less like we're talking into a black hole and more like there's actually people listening. Um, So email us, spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Podcast. Also, Melanie, Jen, and I also have our each individual um, accounts on Instagram. And actually I'll hit Jillian up for her Instagram account right now. I'm I'm all the hard questions. What's your Instagram if someone wants to go follow you? It is weaving soul magic, just like my podcast. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, see, that makes it nice and easy to remember. So you can go follow Jillian as well. All right. Thanks everybody. Peace in, peace out.